had this grandma who would go all out for Christmas when we would stay with her. We would get massive pillowcases full of presents. Does anybody else have a grandma or a nana like that? Like so many presents. It was amazing. But see, my grandma, as she got older, we didn't realize it, but she was developing Alzheimer's. And one year, I got a present from her, just one present, and I opened it up, and I'm like, what is this? And it took me about 15 minutes to realize it was a fish tank ornament. I didn't have fish, <laughs> but I got a fish tank ornament. It was not quite what I was expecting for Christmas from my normally very generous grandmother. And I think of Christmas as this time of so many expectations, And sometimes we can get a little bit frozen in all of the things we want to do and think we need to do. And I get like this present buying freeze where I just get a bit overwhelmed and I sometimes end up not getting presents until, you know, midnight the night before and running around to the shops to find the one IGA that's open. (laughs) Real story. (laughs) What a way to make friends though, Kate. I made a lot of friends. Woolworths on Central advertised that they were open till 9pm, so there was a whole bunch of us that were there trying all the doors, and then we're all like chasing each other around to try and find the shops that were open. But anyway, let's read in the Bible from Luke chapter 2, verse 13 to 19. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you are Mary or Joseph. You were going to have a baby, unexpectedly, but a miracle. Angels have spoken to you. You have been told that your child is born of God most high. This baby will be king over all and rule for all eternity. For nine months, you might be wondering, what would God look like as a baby? How would you raise a child who has the power of all things within him? Would your entire lives be different? Would you live in a palace? Would you be recognized everywhere you go? What battles might he walk into? And what victories might he have? When you imagine the birth of this baby, I wonder what you might picture. And I wonder if Mary and Joseph imagined this birthing moment, how we remember it today. There would be background music playing. There would be a drummer playing this sweet lullaby. (laughs) There would be this beautiful sense of cherries and pine in the air. There would be angels in the sky and there would be a bright light shining perfectly on the face of this small baby. There would be rulers and kings from afar bringing expensive and exotic gifts. There would be shepherds with their cute little baby lambs coming to pay homage to this king. It would be a peace-filled night. No screams or tears. But it One thing at a time, that bubble begins to pop. 
there's a census, a long trip on foot, maybe with a donkey. There's lots of people in this small town looking for a place to stay. Have you got a place to stay? Do you have a place to stay? You know, you got a place. The contractions. Have you checked what if? Start. The contractions start. just not quite as glorious as imagined. Honey, calm down. It's not... Ah! If this was in Cairns, the background music would be replaced by a chihuahua. Woof! 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 Some curlews. <laughs> maybe a kookaburra. Ah, oh, my pants are on fire! It is quite likely that Joseph wasn't even in the room in the moment of greatest pain. I'll and, be right back. And the idea of pine and berries started to fade as the smells of the nearby animals and the stench of the sweat and dirt from the journey filled the nose. I think stop with the nice music now. But surely when this baby comes out, there will be a glow. And maybe that music that we, we once imagined would be still heard in the distance. And in the final moment, the baby pushes out. (laughs) There's no light around his head. And quite frankly, it's all a bit gooey and squishy. There's no sudden appearance of angels. No music. Thanks, guys. (laughs) And the smells still remain. There is probably crying from both mother and child. One more sound effect, Jara. Oh, sorry. Which one? Probably crying from mother and child. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joseph, what did you do to me? No, it wasn't Joseph, kid. though. So I just broke the story then. <laughs> You know, there's this prophecy in Isaiah 42 that speaks of the Messiah saying he won't cry out or raise his voice in the street. But I'm fairly confident that this passage was about his demeanor and his life and his fight towards social justice and not that of a baby trying to communicate. So there's this bub that is born. It's all a bit messy. It's a bit chaotic. But somehow Joseph has managed to find something to put this baby to lay in. Sure, it was an animal feeding tray, but at this point, whatever, right? You take what you can get. As for Mary, the normal hormones and mother's instinct kicks in. And while holding the majesty of this child's future in her arms, which she hasn't completely forgotten in all of the chaos, but she looks at this baby saviour in her arms and sees something that perhaps she hadn't really thought of before in all of her planning and wondering and anticipation. It's just a baby. And right then, she knows what she has to do. So she feeds him, holds him close, and burps him. The people were waiting for a saviour. They had all kind of expectation, a king, a warrior, a long-lasting leader, a liberator. Their experience when Jesus came along might have been a bit like a princess stuck in a tower when an ogre knocks on the door. 
But as the story of Shrek progressed, it turned out that her hero was way better than Prince Charming. Jesus is not Prince Charming, a rather average-looking bloke from what we understand, a low-status family, a refugee family, and grew up in a town with low property values. The dream of a fanfare was crushed by a reality that was far more realistic. And it seems to me that there are a lot of people today who look around and they look at Jesus and they have so much expectation about what he is like. Perhaps glorious, majestic, glowing, famous, so out of reach. But what we know of him is this from Hebrews chapter 2. He had to be made like them, descendants of Abraham, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So here is this human, born as a baby, in all the cuteness and grossness of any other baby, born to be one of us, and yet so much distance has been created. There are people who look at him from so far away and they see the mass of theological and sociological and philosophical debate that takes place about this, this being, this person, about God, and they realise that it becomes impossible to know for sure all of the details that they think they need to know. It's impossible to know for sure on which side to sit on all the different debates. It's impossible to meet the standard that they think they need to attain. They think there is this expectation that to come to church, everything would suddenly have to change and all that they think is fun would just disappear. We can have fun here. People might think that if they believe in Jesus, they have to suddenly understand and agree with everything that all Christians say. And they think they're going to have to start posting Bible verses over their social media feed and write God loves you in the comment section of completely unrelated topics of conversation. Maybe they envision this perfect life that they would have to have that seems so impossible for them to come close to Jesus. Mary may have imagined a perfect aesthetic for the night of Jesus' birth, and the people may have expected a glorious victory from their Messiah. Mary might have also have been fearful of the pains of childbirth, fearful of the people that might try to harm her baby. But the people were also afraid of a Messiah because for someone to come and stand up against the Roman rule meant that there could be conflict and more people could be hurt and the Romans may try to oppress them even more. So they were fearful that a Messiah might come and they may even lose more freedoms. You may know or have been someone who is part of a crowd and when trying to change directions of your life, the crowd tries to pull you back in. The crowd will fight for its normalcy, regardless of how unhealthy that normal might be. So while people have this grandiose idea of Jesus, others will avoid any encounter with him for fear that things in their life might have to change. 
This is a lot of weight for a baby to carry. This baby that was born with all of this in his future. Could you imagine having a baby that you knew would one day would be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace? That's so much pressure. But today is the day that we need to be reminded of this one thing. He came to this earth as just a baby. This baby grew, and for even those closest to him, it took them time to learn and understand who he is. Let's jump forward to when Jesus was 12 years old. At this point, Mary and Joseph had had 12 years of getting to know Jesus, spending time with him, talking to him. Jesus has had 12 years on this earth, learning from his parents about what is right and what is normal and cultural and what is in his world. And this is what happens, continuing on from Luke chapter 2. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. But then they began to look for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and man. It had been 12 years and they were still figuring it out. 12 years on and Mary is still treasuring these things, these glorious things in her heart while she continues in her duties as a mum. Now some might say that we are at an advantage We have the Bible in many languages, many translations, many different styles of English and other other ways of reading. We have a multitude of books, DVDs, churches, podcasts, TikToks even, to teach us all about who Jesus is. But I think all of us recognize that that makes it just that little bit or a lot more complicated to understand who he is. But we can be comforted because we see in this story a journey of growth for Mary, for Joseph, and for Jesus. As he grew in wisdom, so do we. And just as his own parents grew in their understanding of him, so can we. It could be two weeks, two years, 12 or 20 since you met Jesus. And while we are still continually holding the glorious hope in our heart of all that is to come, we can live each day growing in wisdom and understanding of who Jesus is. And it starts with just a baby, a seed, a simple choice, a single step. 
Perhaps today you are like the angels in this story. So excited to share the news of Jesus that you want to shout it out to any random shepherds that are just sitting there in the way. And what is the news that you might run and tell them? Do you try to explain the entirety of the Bible and the doctrines of faith and the Apostles' Creed? Or do you share the message that the angels had? Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. There is a saviour. But for now, just go and find the baby. Maybe you're a shepherd, just living your life, carrying on your work, and you hear a bold claim about a man named Jesus. Now, in modern-day cynicism, chances are you'll just write it off as a scam. But will you cautiously follow your curiosity to just go and have a look and see who is Jesus? But perhaps among us, there are some people here with a different set of beliefs, coming from different parts of the world or different ways of thinking. And you've been following the wise teachings of human beings from multiple generations. But you catch a glimpse of something that is more than the wisdom of humankind. And you see these characteristics that we know that are from above. For the wisdom that comes above is considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit. And maybe you go to look for this and look for the hope that is beyond what any human being could teach you. But more than likely, most of us can relate to the unnamed people of Bethlehem. While perhaps having a strong belief in God and belief in the scriptures that we have, there's no time, space, or energy for an actual relationship with Jesus. You know, a baby is just a baby. But it changes everything when it comes along. But we can do what any parent does. And while we never let go of the hopes of all that is to come and the understanding that things will change, all we need to do is that one thing that's right in front right now. Perhaps you just need some food, some spiritual food to read, Maybe, maybe there's a metaphorical nappy that needs changing. Something that needs to be cleansed or washed and moved out of our life and thrown away. Maybe it's quality time. When you put aside devices or TV or, or even music or put aside anything else and just spend time with Jesus. Like proper time, not the five minutes you can squish in here or there. Maybe you need to sing a song a song like a lullaby that brings peace to a baby who is just yearning to be loved by the people he has come to save. Jesus is not just a baby, not just a king, not just a God, not just a man, not just a saviour, and not just a role model. He is all these things and more. But most importantly, he is the one who is wanting to know you and wanting for you to get to know him. Jesus says, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. And it's this simple. So this Christmas, we'll hold in our hearts all of our hopes, all of the wonder and glory of a God who loves us and who died to save us. But let this, let not this glory, this wonder, this hope get in the way 
of spending time with the child in front of you, with Jesus. By developing your own personal relationship with him, day by day, moment by moment, one single step at a time. What is it that you need to do today to get to know the person whose life you are celebrating this Christmas? Let us pray together. Now, Heavenly Father, you came to this earth as a baby. You have given us Jesus, fully human, that he might understand and that we might understand, that he might be a true sacrifice, atonement, the cost for our sin. And in all of this, Lord, in, in all of these big things about who you are and who Jesus is, Lord, today we commit our relationship to him with you. Lord, we make this promise that we will get to know you through Jesus. We will read about him. We will talk to you. We will listen. We will sing. We will spend time. And Lord, I pray that as we do, as we get to know you more, Lord, you will grow us in our understanding and our wisdom. Day by day. Until the one day our hope is fulfilled. That we will see you in all of your glory. I give thanks to you this day, our King. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>